Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. burrowcom slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, doing everyone? Welcome back to the channel. And this one, we're going to take a little bit of a deeper dive into some of the guns that we're selecting for our side this week. We're going to get kicked off with Isaiah Papali'i. He's priced at 850, so that's something very interesting to think about. When we started the season, we had Toe Harris, Angus Crichton, Ryan Madison, all these kind of guys in that in that edge middle position that were priced at just over 800k, and that meant they were sitting with a 64 to 60 sort of 61 average there, right? At 850k, Isaiah ends up getting priced now at around that 65 to 67 mark. Yeah, he's obviously break even still fairly low with his average being at 70, so. Do you think that he can average that over the rest of the year? Right, so think that to yourself right now. If you think that he can average 65, then he's going to be a great option and someone that plays round 13, he's a dual position. But if you don't think he can average 65 and you think he'll be a 60 or a 58, 57 type of player, which is still extremely high, there's not many players that can do that in the game, then it's it's like, well, is he actually a really good option? If you look back into his stats now, if we go from four round four to seven, he has uh, he has five tries there, obviously with a double in one of those games, which is crazy, right? You look at the last game and and he has the eighty points in the sixty nine minutes, and the question being, will he, will he be getting eighty minutes going forward? And I I don't think so. Looks like he's shifting into the middle for a little bit, but if you're looking at these these totals right now, is this like the absolute peak of his powers right now? We look at what he did last year. It's absolutely crazy. Like, you're lucky to see anything over 50 there. A a couple of 50s and a a 60, but mainly in the 40s in in big minute roles. So, can he keep this up forever? And I don't think so. And and one of the other pods, um, you know, mentioned the fact that they had a really simple draw this first bunch of weeks, a lot of bottom four teams. And and this is going to allow him to get a lot more tackle breaks, etc. Whereas their draw is going to get a lot harder. And, you know, will he be able to average that much? over the, the rest of the season, that 65 to 68 kind of range. And, and my thoughts are no. Although I've been saying that he's a great buy now, and I just mean I finally think he's a keeper. <laughs> Before, I wasn't sure if he'd be like a 50-point a player or not. He's clearly shown that he's probably going to be at least a mid-50s to high-50s kind of player, but will he be able to do 60-plus? That that's becomes the question now because he's, he's so high, 850K. So something interesting to think about with him. 
Reed Mane is always also someone at a very similar price at 832 and a 71 average there. So he's he is still slightly undervalued based on a 71 average there. But when you look at the, the scores there, you have 109, you have a 91 in there. And you look at the last couple of weeks, and this is kind of a little bit more on the normal side, I would think, for him, a 56 and a 62. And that actually does include a try assist or three try assists across those two games. So for me, if he's going to be somewhere between that 40 to 50 tackles and a couple of kicks from dummy half and a few run meters with the odd you know, couple of missed tackles and whatever, then you're looking at somewhere in the mid-50s for him. And is that worth bringing in as well? These are kind of the things you want to be thinking about. And you look at that 71 average, it's like, oh, well, is he going to be able to keep that up? And you, know, you, you look at how good Damien Cook was last year, and he only averaged 64, right? So a lot of these guys, especially in the eel side, there's a lot of really good fantasy players, but a lot of them might have some inflated stats over this first bunch of weeks where he has a couple of tries, lots of tries. What's that? Four, seven, eight tries already in eight games, which I, for, for a hooker, I don't think is very sustainable. Even like Smith wouldn't have done that in his time. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's the thoughts on Mane. 832 is a great option in, in, your, uh, in your hooking position, but someone like Andrew McCulloch could be just as simple and you can get him for a hundred k less, and and they'll probably average fairly similar within sort of five points so across the year. Like this sixty average from McCulloch right now is what you just it's just what you're going to get from him. Yeah, like I don't know if that makes sense with you guys, but obviously a few fifties over the last few weeks has dropped his price a tiny bit. But the majority of his games, he's going to be you know, a bunch over sixty, a bunch in the mid fifties, and he's going to average sixty over the season. So he's a bit a bit cheaper and a bit safer than Mane because you need him to average that like six to seven points more um, where McCulloch you know exactly what you're going to get and he's still only owned by four percent so uh, very very good in terms of his uh, very low ownership percentage. Payne Haas at 850k with him we know what he produces he's at 850k with a 64 average he's lost a bit of money this year which is which is good if you're looking to pick him up but you can just see this. It, it's a majority of it's in base stats. A bunch of tackle breaks for him is, is sort of his uh, his attacking stats. But you've got seventy. Uh, well, that was last year. You got a, a 62, 74, a seventy seven in there. Low score of fifty two, and that was his first game back when he didn't have you know the running in his leg. So other than that, you're looking at yeah an average at least in the mid fifties and, and high fifty. Uh, sorry, mid sixties to high sixties there for someone that's done it in the past. Whereas that's when you look at someone like Mane or Papali'i and they haven't done it previously. So that's kind of why I've been skeptical on those two guys. You know, Mane just averaged just over 50 last year. Put that into perspective um, as to what you're looking for there in terms of those kind of guys. And then you look at someone like Toe Harris, which is slightly cheaper than all of them. He's averaging 65 for the year and I'd probably be expecting him to average similar to what he did last year and that's 62, 63 and... He's priced at that point right now at 8.15, and, and he's only going to miss one game over the origin period. Yes, he misses round 13, which everyone's thinking about, but for Tohu, it's it's like, well, look what I get every week. You know, He hasn't dropped under 60 in any of his games, and he has an 82 and a 69 in his last two, which bumps up his average a little bit. So for someone like that, where you know you don't have to worry about their their scores being up and down and, and their price fluctuating too much, you just know what you're going to get. He's getting his close to 80 minutes every week. Only misses one game over the rest of the year. So think about that, guys. Unless he gets rested after a New Zealand game in that middle section there, but still owned by 19%, which is not a crazy high amount either. So he's someone that I think is obviously a great option. I do have him in my side. Um, and yeah, just think about that one there. 
Frizzell, we won't talk too much about, but a 62 average is probably slightly above what you'd expect from him. He's someone that's been a mid-50s kind of guy. Tamalolo we'll talk about uh, as we get a little bit closer to, say, like round 14, but I think he's going to be a big target for a lot of people. Apicorosau is someone that we can start to get pretty interested in, I think, over the next few weeks because he's at 727 now, and he's someone that's going to drop in price a fair bit more with a really high break even there at 78. Um, you know, he's, what, he's played two games this year, so 33 in his 48 minutes before getting injured, and then he comes back and gets 43 and 60. And if you extrapolate that out to the 80-minute game that he's going to be playing you know, more regularly over the next bunch of weeks, then you're looking at somewhere in the high 50s, which is, which is awesome for him. And pretty much what he averaged last year was a 60, just over 60-point average kind of player last year. And as he gets better and gets more time in the squad, then he's going to be, he's going to be getting involved in a lot more of the attacking stats as well. Those tackle numbers has been, have been fairly low, and you'll expect them to be a lot higher once he um, once they start playing some, some better teams they, they, when they don't have as much ball, for example, or if they start losing some games, which is probably unlikely. But it's good to see him get 84 run metres last week. But if you look at his scores last week, last year was incredible. You know, so many 70s and 80s with, with the odd 60 and 50-odd. So he's been perfect, and he's someone that I think you could be able to pick up under 700K in a few weeks for a 60-point average player. I just think you get more value out of these type of guys than you do a Papali'i, for example. Only thing with that is we, all, we most of us have a fair few hookers in our side, so um, that's probably the only the only caveat to that. Um, and then we look at what are the bunch of guys in my team? We got Crichton there in the People Squad. Teddy's in there. I think yeah, six fifty five k is an absolute bargain. He's only going to keep going down in price. So keep looking into him. He could be like around fourteen or so target because Roosters aren't. No, Roosters are decent this year, but they've, they've got a lot of players out. So when it comes to resting them after Origin and stuff, I think he's going to play the majority of those games. Whereas in previous years, when they've been really dominant, they haven't needed to, to play him after those massive Origin games. So keep an eye out on that one there. If we look at some other guys, we've got, we got Peach. I think Peach is a clear best uh, center option at the moment. Toto we've already spoken about a lot as a really good option and probably doesn't play Origin. Gutho, you look at, is an interesting one too. And, and with him having really exceeded... Gutho, Gutho, <laughs> um, a 715K has really exceeded his expectations for me as, as the wing fullback from last year. He had a really breakout year and averaged, what, just, I think, 51. To be averaging 58 this year, obviously a, a crazy game last one to, to bump up that average, but scoring tries in, majorities of, in majority of weeks, and this is a big red flag for wing fullbacks, Yes, they, they can score you know, tries in a lot of games, but the majority of leading try scorers in a season end up with around 20 tries or something like that. So is Gusto going to be that way? As I said, he, they haven't played as many great teams, which is partly the reason why he's doing so well. Like You look at the last bunch of weeks, it's been Bulldogs, Broncos, Raiders, Dragons, Tigers, Sharks, and then Broncos in round one. They only had Storm in there, and that's where he got 41 and didn't do too much, so... Play with that what you will. I think he's very, very expensive at 715k. Uh, what else we got? Anyone else on the starting side? Twal, we've spoken about Lou. I just think he's a bit too inconsistent at the moment. I think there's a few other better options and, and someone like Tavita. Tavita scares me. I don't know why. Well, I do know why. Suspensions. Limited minutes. Second row games. Let's have a look at, let's have a look at last year then to, to compare. Second row, we have a, a try... Uh, in 80 minutes for 56, 45, 45, 68 in 62 minutes was great. 80 from prop with a try. Uh, second row, we've got 71 in there. We've got a 38. 
And then we moved to a, a bunch of lock games. In 2019, we have a 48, a 27, a 46, right? So these are all, these are all things to think about with someone like Tavita. He's a very inconsistent player, and this, and this is what scares me. I, I know I feel my friends had him um, at the start of the year and, and did obviously well with some, some I don't know, okay minutes and then gets moved to the interchange and then you end up trading him out and then he has this, this three-game tear where he absolutely kills it. And This is why, kind of what can happen with him. They could, they could change him, move him around at any time, especially with them not playing that well. Something to think about there. Other thing to think about is in those three games, he has two tries. Um, and obviously one one line break there, a try assist in this last game. So there's a lot happening for him. A uh, limited amount of missed tackles for, for him. And, you know, a bunch of tackle breaks, a bunch of offloads. Turnover tackles have, very, been, have been very regular the last few weeks. So something to think about with him is will he be able to average 60? I think if you bring him in, you want him to be 55 plus. Can he do that? He probably can. He was pretty solid last year across the whole season, but I'm just worried that, that he'll be in and out of the, the starting side or he, or he gets suspended and all that sort of stuff. And if you bring him in now, you're, you're running the gauntlet that he doesn't uh, lose his consistency and he doesn't get suspended before round 13. Because the reason you're picking him up is for that round 13 buy. Like you, there's, other, there's other better options if you're just picking a guy to set and forget, I, I think, anyway. Um, Madison. Madison. Very interesting one. He's very cheap now. Ryan, right down there, seven oh five. So I think you can wait a week or two on him, but just start making a bit of a watch list of the type, the types of players that you want. And this is someone who, over the last few years, has averaged sixty, consistent, gets the job done. If you look at twenty twenty, wow, what a start, right? Nothing under fifty until he got injured, comes back. Nothing under fifty for the entire year. That's incredible, right? That's what you can expect from him. 47 when he comes back in this this first game he came back with no tackle breaks one offload only 38 tackles so that's that's low compared to what he normally is he's always a 40 plus man and with them coming up against some harder teams and he's going to do a lot more have to do a lot more work he's always over 100 meters in in running the only worry with him is the concussion risk and for someone that's owned by 1.6 percent right now i think over the next few weeks that percentage is going to is going to prop up especially with him not not getting a chance to play origin i'd imagine for sure um, he's someone that I'd be targeting clearly at this stage. Uh, we got Lucy at six ninety nine. I think is also a great option too. Let's get into a deep little analysis on him. And he's someone that averaged fifty last year, and that was his first year playing in this position. He now gets the the opportunity this year, and and very very consistent. Nothing under fifty at all until this last game, and and that was because he didn't uh, he didn't get as involved as much, you know. He's very normal around that 30, 30, mid-30s tackles, but only two tackle breaks, one offload, and he had a, he had a one missed tackle and an error. Just, just, not as, just not a very great game for him. And for those types of edge players, if, if that's their base as, as their pretty average game, then you're really happy with that. He had a three-game stretch there of 67, 59, and 61, and, and that's, that's going to happen for him. He's someone that scored 100 last year. Right, he's got a hundred in there. He's got an eighty-one, and if the Tigers start playing a bit better, then he's gonna he's gonna benefit greatly at three point seven and three percent ownership. Very much a pod, and a great option at six hundred ninety-nine k. That's the kind of the stuff to think about, guys. You can you can really spend up and go for guys that have that have dominated in the past. But what are they going to average for the rest of the season? It's like what we're talking about. AJ Brimson is he's lost all that money now, but. What's he going to average from here on in? Is he going to continue that? Or do you think he's going to get back to some form and, and do better? And he started to show that now that he can that he can do that. So 
Lucy, someone there that under 700k that you can pick up who's going to average around that 55 mark is a keeper in the edge position. I think, you know, a great option. I'm only going to miss one game of the next 10 rounds. So really cool there. Um, and then you got Barnett. We've spoken about him a little bit. He's also a solid option. I put him, him and Lucy in the same bracket there, except Barnett has the middle and the edge position covered. Uh, who else we got? It's probably enough, guys, I think. We can talk about Fisher. Why not? Let's, let's jump in and talk about Fisher-Harris. As a decent option at 6.45. And he's someone that averages about 50 every year. And that's kind of my only worry with him is that he's never a 55 to 60 player. He can do it for stretches, um, but so can Regan Campbell-Gillard, right? <laughs> so 51 average for the year. Minutes have been solid. Anything over 50 is good for him. Just had that one real low game of 37, which has kind of cooked his average a bit. But the rest, a lot of a lot of the rest of the games are you got 53, 54, 257s, a 61. So really good signs for him. He will have to carry a lot of the load come Origin time. It's good to see him get 59 minutes last week. When he's played up in closer to 60 minutes, he's got a 53 and a 61, which puts him in really good a really good category there. If you're looking for someone who is that fair bit cheaper at 6.45, then he's also a good option, along with someone like David Clemmer at 5.95. And he's someone who was a keeper last year. So he was a top three or four guy last year in the mids, and he's lost about 150k now. So he was he was sitting in that 700 odd range, which which put him at that 55 average. And if you look at these scores last year, really really consistent across the board, mostly 50 pluses every game. He's got a couple of 60s and 80 in there, so. Awesome work for him, and he plays that 50, that high fifties to sixty minutes. And if you look at it, look at the scores this week, he had a couple of lower minute games there when he uh, caught that injury, and that was and that was in that um, round five Titans game, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but he he hurt his leg in that one, and still played some big minutes, I believe, which you know didn't get to do didn't do too much tried to stay out of it a little bit but still had to be on the park with 35 and then he comes he plays the next week on limited minutes and gets 39 so close to a point a minute and then 43 in 50 minutes there so okay okay and okay right and then he gets his 62 minutes back and the crazy thing with him this year is that he's he's just not getting any tackle breaks and offloads and and I think for for Knights to improve as a team, they either have to use him as someone to hit hard and make some good post-contact meters, get straight to the ground and get to play the ball, or I think someone like Clem is really good to get that offload away. And I don't know what's happening at the moment as to why he isn't playing as well, but they're still obviously trusting him with the minutes, and it's good to see him get that 62 minutes back and a 50 score on the weekend. But if he can start to pick up those attacking sets again, then I think he's going to be a great option for anyone's side. At 595k is incredible. All right, so he's dropped a lot of cash this week, uh, this year, and he'll be someone that you can really use in round 13 at 1.5% ownership. No one in the and this this is a cool little feature that's been added on FootyStats.com is top 100, top 1,000, and top 5,000. It tells you their percentage of ownership. So if you look at someone like Tohu, who has uh, what's he about around 20% ownership, but in the top 100, I think it's 40%, 60%. Uh, 58% own him in the top 1,000 and 52% own him in the top 5,000. So if you're, uh, if you're not owning him currently, then this is where the majority of actual good and all fantasy players have him at that 60%, 58% mark. So um, have a look into those kind of percentages. I think that's pretty cool to see as the rankings as to where people are at. But um, yeah, let's, let's talk about Brimmer. I want to I talk about him again. He's great. 522K. It's just so cheap, man. So cheap for a 40 average. Get him in your side. 
If you need one, get him in. You got Dewey. We spoke about him. But let's actually look at the stats. 608k, I think he's coming into my side this week at a 51 average. 35 in round one, and then since then, it's been an absolute tear apart from, from two games there. And if, if you're going to have someone that's going to get 60 to 70 when they have a really good game, and then they can, you allow them to have a 40 or 30, because you only want them to average 50. Like, if you're wing fullbacks averaging 50 every week and he, can, and he can switch and play half for you, he's going to be super consistent. He gets the tackles, obviously. The kick meters are there. The run meters, anywhere from, from 50 to 140 is what we're looking at here. Um, kicks goals. Can get some attacking stats with the odd try. He's got two tries and only four try assists, so nothing crazy for a half. As I said, we're hoping for him to get a lot better. And if he can do that, he's got the Titans... The Knights, the Warriors, the Dragons in the next four games. I think he's an awesome option for any one side. Last one we'll talk about is Curdy Man. I'm excited about him at the moment. 600k. Doing everything in this side at the moment with Pierce out. And now Crossland's with him for the next four weeks. I just think that this really helps him. You look at that from round, uh, from round six this year. 62, 83, and 53. If, if I could get him in, uh, if I... If I could just get a half this week, which I don't really need to. I've got Schuster, Walker, Cleary, Fogs. If I could just get a half, I'd love to have Kurt Mann in the side. But unfortunately, I need a wing fullback with Hampton and Papau. So I think I'm going to go Dewey, uh, who covers both positions. But Mann is an incredible option this week. And he's going to score well all the way until Pierce comes back. So that's probably the only worry, that he's not, he's not a straight-out keeper. But a 600K, if you can get over 50 average when he's currently averaging 45, I think it's absolute gold. At 0.5% ownership, get him in your side. I'm so excited for Kurt Mann this, this, uh, from here on in. And you've got Raiders, Tigers, Cowboys, Manly, Para for the next five. Good luck with him. We'll leave that video at that one, guys. I hope you enjoyed this one. Please hit like and subscribe. Tell your friends about this, and we'll catch you in the next few videos. We're talking about the trades I'll be making in my team and also the people's squad. So hope you enjoyed it again. Bye-bye, guys. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com.